Hello, and thank you for joining us here on The Neutral Zone. I am Phil Milani, joined as always by my esteemed colleague, my trusty sidekick. Really, the best way to describe this person is my everything. It's at Eric Dalal. Phil, great to be back with you again. Another big Broncos win to talk about here. Uh, we're coming to you live from Breckenridge Brewery's farmhouse here in Littleton off of Santa Fe and Brewery Lane. That's right, Phil. We're trying to make it a farm home. We are trying to make it a farm home. We're also live on the Broncos' official YouTube page. We're here every Monday from 5.30 to about 6.15, Eric. And today we're breaking down a big Broncos win. Uh, I think we all predicted, predicted the score correctly, 11-10. to 10. That's Broncos right. over the 49ers. That's right, Phil. A very traditional score. Of course, we love our non-traditional spellings for our names. That's very true. Non-traditional score for the Broncos as well. A very neutral zone-esque type of game for the Broncos. If you like punts, Phil, you like this game. It was Sunday night punt ball. That's what that's, we were that's true. Yeah, uh, this was only the second time in NFL history that a game ended eleven to ten. Could have been thirteen to ten. Really close. Yeah, it, it could have been. Could have been, but the Broncos, Broncos got a win either way. Come from behind victory. Offense still doesn't look perfect, doesn't look great. They got to figure things out, but they were able to make plays when they needed to, went down the field, scored a touchdown. Defense came up big. It's a big win. Yeah, it was a, a big win. Well, we got a lot to break down here over the next 45 minutes or so. This is a really an interactive type of uh, show, though, Eric. Please comment if you're watching on the YouTube page, and we'll answer your question directly. There's a lot I know that... Uh, neutral zone nation has to uh talk about tonight but uh let's just get it started here eric talking about the performance from russell wilson and the offense nine three and outs for the broncos but when it mattered most in the fourth quarter they were able to uh turn it on russell wilson looked like russell wilson and led uh, a fourth quarter come from behind touchdown drive and the broncos went on to win yeah, and it seemed almost like the Broncos expected this sort of game. Nathaniel Hackett said after the game, we didn't want to do anything crazy. We didn't want to put ourselves in harm's way. We just wanted to take what the defense gave us. They knew they were going to have to try to dink, their dunk, dink and dunk their way down the field. Didn't work for most of the game, but they faced a really tough defense, maybe one of the best defenses in the NFL, Phil. And they were ultimately able to find a way. I think, like you mentioned, at the very end of the game, it's vintage Russell Wilson. He was able to move his legs find his way around the pocket, look downfield, scrambled for a first down. Those were kind of the things you expected when you traded for him, and he showed them off there. Now it's all about finding that balance of, well, do you play within the offense for the other 55 minutes, or do you let Russ do that for most of the game? That's the Broncos' challenge now. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, Russell Wilson, after the game, said that he was very excited about the progress that they made against the 49ers. Felt like they're just this close. Talked about that long play to Jerry Judy that was deflected right at the end. He's talking about plays like that where if they connect on those type of plays, it's a much different uh, ball game. We heard from uh, Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett today. He was asked about, hey, are you going to let Russ do what he does? Are you going to let him scramble around? Are you going to let him run around a little bit? And he said, look, Russ can do those things. I'm never going to hold Russ back. And uh, he called those uh, type of plays where he gets out of the pocket after going through his progression. He called that part of the script. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, he uh, I think they want to go through the normal play first. They want to go through the progressions, first, second, third read. And then from there, if he needs to, then you get out of the pocket and you try to make things happen. That's kind of the difference there between you don't need to improvise from the very beginning. You can still go through the structure of the offense, through the play call, and then make things happen. So one of those plays, he went left. He did go left. He could still go left. He can still go left. 
That was a little bit of a shot at Pete Carroll, huh? A little bit subtle. Still in the back of his mind uh, moving forward here. I think Russ pays attention a lot more to these types of things. He plays with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. You want that from your quarterback. You love the fire. I you like do. That. I mean, it's very calculated at the podium, and, uh, you know, it chooses his words pretty carefully there. So Just, just like you. I always you, choose You carefully words, yeah. choose your words. Yes, I do. Um, uh, Eric, now I w- I'm wondering, though, do you think that we'll see that from Russ maybe a little bit earlier in the game? Because he did say after the game, choosing his words very carefully, he did say that, hey, look, I just figured I needed to start making plays. We needed to start getting some first downs. He said, look, I just kind of had to take the game over a little bit. Yeah, and that's what he did. That's what great quarterbacks do. When you look around the league, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, Justin Herbert, before his injury, obviously. Those are the type of guys that take over games. Russell Wilson's in that category. I don't know how much you want to do that in the first quarter or in the second quarter because the trade-off is when Russell Wilson's running for 12 yards and, and diving to get a first down, he's taking a hit there. When he's, you know, earlier in the fourth quarter, when he's extending for that first down line, he's taking a hit there. And so I think you want to keep him out of harm's way as much as possible while still knowing that he can do that if he needs to, but – you're right, it's not going to work long-term to just score one touchdown. And so they've got to get it going earlier. They've got to find a way to get points earlier in the game uh, and start putting up these 25, 28, 31-point performances if they're going to keep pace because defense was really good, Phil, but you can't expect that from them every single week. Yeah, I mean, this was a really good 49ers defense. Like you mentioned, the top-ranked defense coming into this game, uh, they really – I mean, they've got a lot of playmakers there. They were disrupting uh, the offensive line the entire game. Tripping people. Yeah, Nick Bosa did stick his leg out a little bit. Apparently allowed. Uh, yeah, that was not. That was sort of surprising. It wasn't very nice, really. It wasn't very nice, no. But, uh, you know, I think that Russ, uh, one of the things maybe we'll see and as he kind of gets more comfortable in this system is he's going from A to B to C in his progression. Maybe that just needs to happen a little bit faster because I think he did get sacked four times in the game. It did seem like there were times where the pocket was collapsing all around him and somehow he snuck out of there. We might not want to wait quite as long before uh, you say, hey, let's get out of here. Let's make something happen. I mean, I mean, sometimes it happened pretty quickly. That's a good front from San Francisco, and there were a couple times the pocket just closed instantly on Russ. He had to make something happen. Uh, a couple of those sacks, Phil, came from behind him where tackles, Garrett Bowles, Cam Fleming pushed the rushers behind Russ. They were able to then kind of get up there and, and bring him down. And really, you know, we're going to talk about the 9-3 and outs, obviously. That's, that's a, a note that's going to come from this game. A lot of different offensive issues, but they did still have the ball a couple of times down at the 30, down at the 35, and then a negative play pushed them out of field goal range, took scoring opportunities away. They were closer. It was never going to be a 30-point performance, I don't think, but I think you can look back at that game and see some opportunities where, okay, they could have gotten to 20, they could have gotten to 24 and feel a little bit better, but they it just hasn't clicked these first three weeks. Each week it's been, okay, well, there's fumbles on the goal line or – you know, we're not quite able to get something going against Houston, or now there's negative plays when you're down close to field goal range. They've got to figure those things out, put it together. They're still working on things. It's still coming together. It's a work in progress here, but uh, certainly uh, not has it hasn't the offense hasn't looked like what maybe we were expecting when all off season long we were talking about how complex this thing is. Russell Wilson's coming in. You got to let Russ cook a little bit here. That's not quite what we've seen through three weeks. So the Broncos definitely a lot to work on. 
but you are seeing some improvements like game management was a lot cleaner the penalties much better uh, certainly pre-snap penalties a lot cleaner against the 49ers and to beat good teams which uh, Russell Wilson called the 49ers a Super Bowl caliber type of a team after the game in order to beat teams like that you got to be clean Broncos did not turn the ball over 49ers turned it over three times. That's probably the difference in the game. Yeah, and some good luck there for the Broncos. A couple of fumbles went their way, which kind of makes up for the last couple of weeks when the Broncos forced a lot of fumbles, didn't re- recover one of six. Finally able to get some luck there. Um, obviously, two takeaways at the end of the game that were critical. And, and Phil, that impressed me because the last few years, we've seen this defense be put in situations where get a stop, you get the win. I think all the way back to 2019, Chicago Bears at home, Jacksonville Jaguars at home opportunities for this Broncos defense to seal the game they were not able to do it last night Phil two opportunities for the 49ers two takeaways it didn't go anywhere yeah I mean in in the past certainly the last couple of years around here a close game down the stretch against a very good opponent those are games the Broncos had been losing you know and I think that uh, the sense that I got was that was a very celebratory locker room after the game uh, those guys were fired up because maybe it signified that they've turned the corner a little bit certainly in games like that when you have a guy like Russ who inspires in the huddle there's a lot of uh, confidence there from those guys that he instills in them they believe that they're going to win those games and uh, I think that slowly as fans kind of learn how Russ plays it, it just felt like okay the Broncos eventually were going to score a touchdown yeah I mean I, I didn't know how it was going to end up I didn't know if the 49ers were going to go down and score but a you field believed. goal but but I did believe that at some point Russ is going to lead a touchdown drive and Kyle Shanahan said it earlier last week he said it after the game you can hold Russ down for a long time but you know he's going to make plays at some point that's why there was some frustration on the other side because they had a lot of opportunities too that they couldn't capitalize on so I, I will say in terms of the belief, when Peyton Manning was here and played quarterback, there were a lot of times where the Broncos trailed at halftime and they were able to come back and win that football game. The Broncos had lost 15 straight games trailing at halftime and 27 of their last 28. Yeah. To have a quarterback now that you believe can bring you back, can give you an opportunity in these games where things aren't going right, you trail early, um, things aren't necessarily on the, the schedule or the script you want them to be, that's a big deal and I think that this team believes in a way that, like you said, they might not have in the past. I don't think that last year's team wins a game that happens, or that plays out like the first three quarters did last night. Yeah, I mean, uh, certainly when you play the 49ers, you gotta take what they give you, you know, some of those easy plays. That's what we heard from Nathaniel Hackett again today, too, a little bit. He said, look, when there's an easy play to be made, you just got to execute that, make that play, and then keep going. And I do think that there were some easy plays there. Certainly uh, there was one to Albert O, yep. one to Jerry Judy uh, that just come to mind immediately that you execute on those little plays, keep the drive going, keep those first down, you know, moving the chains. You avoid those three and outs. And uh that's when you kind of get a rhythm and, and some momentum as an offense. Yeah, and I think, that, again, that's just going to come with time. That's reps. Some of those throws, the one that Jerry Judy are referencing on third down, that's a timing throw that I think the more they do that, the more they rep that in practice, the more they see it in game situations, the better they're going to be at it. And listen, we've heard Nathaniel Hackett talk for a long time now about we want to be ready in December. And you've obviously got to get wins now to be in contention then. But I don't think they're worried necessarily. They're not sitting there at UCL Training Center and and panicking about the state of the offense. I think they know they've got to get better, but the defense is holding up its end of the bargain, 
and they've got time to figure this out. Yeah, no panic uh, just yet, especially when you're winning games. Right. You, you don't really need to panic. Uh, and the Broncos did snap a uh, primetime home game streak. I believe that they had lost six straight at home in primetime. So now, now a one-game winning streak. Talking about the belief. When you start winning those games, yeah. that's how you know wins inspire belief. The Broncos have not lost a primetime home game. It's with Russell Wilson at yeah. quarterback. Yeah, that's true. That's a fact. Uh, let's reset the show here. We're at Breckenridge Brewery's Farmhouse in Littleton off of uh, Santa Fe and Brewery Lane. That's right. We're here every Monday from 5.30 to about 6.15, Eric. We say about because if we get fired up here, you get going. It's we hard can't to stop uh, the show. Yeah, it's hard to slow you down. Yeah, we go off the tracks and it's hard to get it back on and uh, safely arrive at the station. So that's right. That's a it takes some time. Looks like a dark beer that you're drinking tonight. Yeah, well, I was going to get to that because oh, sorry. Uh, we're also uh, live on the Broncos YouTube page. This is a sort of an interactive Monday. That's what we like to call it. You leave a question and we'll answer it right away. Uh, one of our friends, friends of the show. Brandon Walker. Wow, so not – Brandon, you're a friend. That's what I said. He's a friend of the show. He kind of, he's just a friend, I think. Yes, he's an NZ Nation friend. <laughs> he says, what are you drinking tonight? Eric, oh, you want to talk about what you're drinking here? Yeah, I think I'm drinking I was trying a, to get to that, but you kind of jumped the gun here. Drinking an IPA, Phil. You're drinking a nice IPA. Hop I got an Mountain, autumn I beer. I got an autumn beer. That's uh, This one's a little bit darker than I'm used to. but uh, Is it a stout? It's very nice. No, it's not a stout. But it's very nice. It's very uh, um, smooth. Weather's yeah. getting a little bit colder. It's a little bit chilly in the morning these yes. days. Yeah. It feels like it, football, you know, it's, we're, we're, about to, we're about to get into the thick get, of it. You get really so, into it. Yeah, exactly. Um, already know. That's a nice handle. Already know. I guess why are you asking the question then? That's true. You That's know, a really good point. What's up with Greg Dulcich? Any word on him? Eric? What's the he, word? He's got to be on IR for one more week, Phil. Okay. He's eligible to return after that week five against the Colts. George Payton said before the season he thinks or he fully expected them to be ready at that point. We've seen him out there working on a side field. Um, my question will be on a short week because next week, of course, the Broncos play Thursday night, Thursday night at home against the Indianapolis Colts. Looking to extend that uh, streak the to, home to two games. games. Yeah, two games. That's double the amount that it is right now right now yeah um the colts of course are a traditional one one and one yeah it's a very normal record the chiefs they did us a favor thank you the broncos are now tied atop the afc west that's true you hear a lot of the the discourse the panic kind of interesting that for everything that's gone on the last three weeks which last three weeks phil have felt like six to seven weeks Weeks. that's interesting so the last three weeks have almost felt like double the amount They've dragged wow. on. Wow, that's They've dragged on. But, the, uh, the but despite all are, that, the Broncos are in first, tied for first place in the AFC West. It's it not all that strange. bad. It, it feels like the Broncos at the same time could be 3-0 and and also 0-3. Yeah, or they could be 2-1 and or 1-2. and Those are all four options. Uh, there's more options than that. Uh, it could be tied. They yeah. have a lot of ties. Yeah. They could be 0-1 uh, and 2. You know, there's just a lot of different that's options. That's true. Do you want to say the rest of them? No, I'm bored of it already. So, let's uh, but Greg Dulcich, Greg Dulcich he, he's eligible to return against the Colts. I just wonder if that's going to happen. You traditionally see teams like to work guys back into practice, see where they are on a short week when you're not really going to have a traditional practice. I kind of view that as a little bit unlikely. I bet we see him week uh, what would that be? Week six, 
yeah. in Los Angeles for Monday Night Football. That, that makes more sense to me. Yeah. I mean, he's got to get the hair right for prime in time. In my brain. Do you know what I mean? That's true. You can't just show yeah. up. you got a condition. Yes. Both from a football he's, sense and a hair sense. Yeah. He's trying to get in shape on the field and then also in the locker room. Double conditioning. Yeah. Uh, he, he does not use any product on the hair. So I've asked him, you know, I was like, hey, <laughs> from one hair guy to another, you know, like, let's talk about it. Just conditioner. You can't tell on the neutrals on that you actually have a lot of yours pulled back. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like the uh, John Clayton RIP. That's right. That's right. The late John Clayton. Yeah. Great commercial. Really good commercial. Uh, Anthony Bomer says, uh, I'm overly angry that the NFL <laughs> somehow allows illegal touchdowns. Do you think that you should be able to overturn a, a penalty if it happens in a play and then you go back and look and say, hey, that was a penalty? Do you think you should be able to overturn something like mm, that? I also don't like illegal touchdowns. I assume He's overly angry, oh, and so am I. Yeah, you are always so am I. overly angry. I assume he's talking about the Brandon Ayuk. Well, it was Debo Samuel who had a nice little pass interference on that play. Right. Ayuk had the touchdown. He didn't do anything wrong. That's why I said that the Ayuk was the uh, touchdown. You said you, he was talking about the Ayuk. I think he's talking about the Samuel. Got Ayuk it. didn't do anything Got wrong. It. He nice. He did a nice he did, little touchdown. He did the touchdown. touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. So like when the you're Samuel describing the, when you're the, describing the Melvin Gordon touchdown, you'd be like, "That's a Andrew Beck because he did the block." Nice blocking. Yeah. Also, Dalton Reisner, a nice little nice pull little on that pull. play. Yeah, that was great. Great blocking. The Reisner block. That's what I'm talking about. I, I think that if you go back and you review every play for a penalty, you could find a penalty on every single play. Ooh, but what if it's egregious like that? I mean, that was a touchdown we're talking yeah, about. It was so bad you did a tweet about what it. What about the Nick Bosa uh, sack? We've already talked about that now twice. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I just think that's part of the game. They're going to miss calls, make good calls, make bad calls. I don't, I don't like the college football where you go and you review the targeting and then you pick up a flag. Too long. The game will become like six too, and a half hours too long. long. That's right. That's what happens when you try to watch your cats. Huh? <laughs> That's six true. I don't do that hour. anymore. Oh, you don't do that, yeah. Well, six and a half hours. That's the length six of the Broncos post-game live. Uh, yeah, we try to get to six you hours. You try to get there. It's hard sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, D.D. Walker, they must learn to roll Russ out of the pocket. Stop trying to keep him in there. Do you guys agree? No, I think you need a, a nice Balance. mix of both. And I, I do think this is not just about what works right now this second this year. They've got Russ under contract for the next, what, seven, eight years, Phil? They've got to find a way to hopefully build a long-term offense that works for this team where they're able to find some stability, um, some continuity. I mean, Aaron Rodgers struggled in this offense his first year. It took him a few games to get going. They still, they still went 13-3. and three, but And it, he it, won a couple MVPs after that. After that, because it was the same nice. offense, continuity. I, I don't think you want to just start changing things willy-nilly just because the first few games haven't been perfect uh, garrett hodge says phil you gotta admit that us youtube viewers are basically as good as nfl head coaches i garrett actually more than you think i do sort of agree <laughs> with you <laughs> go ahead I some theories about this but uh, uh i do i do think that a lot of us probably at some point have felt in the course of the game that you, you know what they should be doing out there. Especially you. Yes. You know. Yeah. I, I yell a lot during games. <laughs> and not during games. And not during games, too. After the game, too. I will say credit to Nathaniel Hackett. He found a weak point on his staff in his own coaching. And very easy for coaches to just be stubborn and say, we'll figure it out. We'll get it going. We'll get it right. He said two games is enough. 
I don't know if you read Peter King's story this morning, Phil. Nice shout out to our friend Peter. Friend of the program. Go on. He said that Nathaniel Hackett in a team meeting essentially said to his players, if we can call out your mistakes and what you need to be doing better, I can call out my own too. I haven't been good enough here. That's why they made the hire, Jerry Rosberg. Brought him in. There were no issues on Sunday Night Football, and hopefully that continues. Hopefully that continues to go smoothly. Uh, He said that he wanted to go for it on fourth down at one point, and then they were like, "Uh, this is not a good idea. But that's... That's good. Put people in place to help you succeed. Yeah. That's what's important at the end of the day. Teresa981, is it just me or do these guys seem kind of tired, low energy on this show? Were you guys out late partying last night after the game? All we do you is, were, all I do is but work, that doesn't so. affect you. No, you know what I mean? That's right. I just get right back. We got a lot of energy. Work. We're talking about of big course. wins. Big win. Big win. We're out here at uh, Breckenridge Brewery's Farmhouse in Littleton. Really, so I'd say we're trying we're to make it a farm home. Close to a farm home. It it's important. Close to a farm it's important home right to now. us. Yeah, come out here. It's a fun atmosphere. You know, you get uh, some good. You get some dinner. It's a sort of a happy hour atmosphere right now. Five thirty to about six fifteen every Monday. That's when we're here. When does when does a happy hour atmosphere it's, end? It's always happy hour <laughs> when, when I'm around. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Can I ask you a question, or do oh. I need to type it? Yeah, I can no, type no, it. No, 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 no. I can type you it. You just fire away at me. Phil on uh, Broncos post game live. Yes. Yes, sir. With Todd Davis, Nick Ferguson. Todd Davis, Nick Ferguson. Uh, we're live immediately after the game on all of the Broncos' social media channels. Name a channel. TikTok. Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Snapchat. Be real. <laughs> That's no, right. You're on there? No. You've got one of Broncos. those. Yeah. Yeah, you're always real. Okay. I'm always real. I don't need an app to tell me. <laughs> That's right. During Broncos postgame live, Phil. Uh, I was down on the field. I was, you were doing some reporting. I went to the you game. You were doing some R work. Yeah. I was in studio doing my, my yeah, thing. That's yeah, true. that's true. That's true. I brought up the fact that this, in some ways. Oh, I know where you're going. Go ahead. <laughs> I thought yeah. this win was in some ways similar to the primetime comeback against the Chargers uh, back in 2012. 20, down what, 24 nothing. They were down S- big at halftime on the road. All, all the adversity. The odds were against them, and then what happened? And then they came back and they won. And then they won 11 consecutive games. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I wonder if the emotional element of this game where guys running off the field were fired up. Bradley Chubb looked like they just won a playoff game. We heard people talking about it. What did Bradley Chubb say when he was going off the field, Eric? Phil, this is a family-friendly show. He said, we did a great job. Okay, yeah. And we're a really good defense. And he was uh, excited to go inside and get some orange slices. Yep. He yeah. said, we're a really good defense. Yeah. That's all he said. Okay. I just thought the energy and the, the way they won that game, coming back at the end, that place erupted when Melvin Gordon scored. And then the two takeaways. This is my seventh season, Phil. That's as loud as I've heard in Power Field at Mile High during those final two drives. Yeah. I mean, uh, I obviously think that from an emotional standpoint, it's possible that there was a, a similarity there, you know, just because it did feel like this was a big win. Uh, from a football standpoint, in my perspective, uh, Eric, uh, it, it felt like with Peyton Manning in that game against the Chargers, everything started clicking. And it, it did feel like, okay, this is what we were expecting. You know, Peyton Manning, this is the kind of team that we all thought that that was going to look like. 
I think the Broncos aren't quite there yet on the offensive side. But, and, but don't you think that, that Russell Wilson drive, that's what we were expecting. That's yeah. what we thought we were getting. Yeah. The, I think maybe if you could do that for like, uh, I don't know, four quarters. Got it. So not like would, the Chargers game. So, well, I'll, I'll tell you this. Here's a nice little difference for you. Uh, on the Chargers trip there, John Fox after the game said, everybody who made this trip is getting a game ball. That's how everybody who made the trip gets a game ball. We won. Uh, exactly. Hackett last night gave game balls to the defense. I think more Everybody people, I think more people than that got one. Corliss Waitman got one. Of course, That's true. one of your favorite players. Yes. You he don't discount nice... the value of special teams. No. Well, hey, I was going to ask you about special teams. Brandon McManus missed a 53-yard field goal. Yeah. Okay. The Broncos had, were backed up three drives. Two started at the six. One started at the one. Okay. Right. Those are areas that on special teams I know that uh, Dwayne Stukes this week, he's going to be looking at that. Got it. So you took it something where the Broncos had 10 punts, six of them were inside the 20. Hey, when you punt it 10 <laughs> times, is that good or is that bad? <laughs> I, I, think put, I think putting it inside the 20 I'm is good. I'm just wondering. No, obviously he had he a pinned great Pinned him at the two, got a safety, and you're like, game. let's talk about the one he, that was I, bad. You know, I heard after the game he had to get in the ice bath, but just the one leg. Just one leg. Yeah. So one leg out of the ice bath, one leg in the ice bath. Yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes after the show, Ten. I have to put my shoulders in just because I carry you the whole time. Yeah, I have to put my brain inside <laughs> there because I have to deal with your antics. The swelling. I have to keep yeah, the inflammation oh. down. Yeah. <laughs> you come up for air? No. <laughs> There's no time for that. There's no time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we got a lot of questions now. Rick's journey. Aloha from Hawaii, Broncos country. Great hard-fought win last night. Let's keep it up. I think it might be 11 a.m. in Hawaii. Is that true? So thank you for joining us. Good morning. I think uh, Rick's, I think Rick's having a beer? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, what a do you drink on the beach? Brewery. Oh, well, yeah, naturally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe a Breckenridge Brewery pina colada or something. Uh, Ryder985. That's the name of your dog, Ryder. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. Does he have a YouTube page? <laughs> I'd probably get, a, probably get a lot of views, huh? Yeah. Uh, he can type. <laughs> what went wrong say, in the first quarter? Wolf? What exactly did they change moving forward? Because the defense, I will say, made a nice adjustment. That, first, that, that second drive of the game, the 49ers were getting everything that they wanted. After that drive, nada. Well, let me, before we go to the offense, let me say this about Ajiro Evero. Against Seattle? I'm talking about the defense. Well, you said the offense. What changed? No, right? no, no. It was no offense. The whole thing was defense. Exactly. Okay. Talking defense. Go okay. ahead, Coach. His, his adjustments have been very, very good. Against Seattle, obviously, a couple of broken plays that resulted in touchdowns. Broncos allowed 17 first-half points. Didn't allow a second-half point. Three field goals total against the Texans. And then last night, after that initial touchdown drive, Eight consecutive drives that ended in a stop. Two of them, the Broncos scored points of their own with the safety. Yeah. And so I would think it would be really difficult from the field, Phil, to make in-game adjustments. I think you'd have to wait till halftime. But it seems like Ajiro Evero is doing a really you good job. There's no time to wait. There's no time to wait. Yeah. But he is a guy, Phil, if he keeps coaching like this, he's going to be on head coaching shortlists at the end of this year. I mean, yeah, I mean, rising star. I will say you talk about that uh, 49ers offense. It seemed like Debo Samuel was getting whatever he wanted. They make an adjustment, you know. Uh, 
Pat Sertan was targeted, what, six times? Six times. Only Did, one in the second half. Only one in the second half. I mean, uh, they stop going. Away. Yeah, they got to stay away. They're afraid. Uh, George Kittle, one of the best tight ends in the NFL. He torched the Broncos the last time they played. Was not really a big impact in this game. So the Broncos really took away those guys. Yeah, I think Josie Jewell being back really helped. Yeah. Run stopper. Uh, DJ Jones, he left with a head injury. He's in concussion protocol, but he was really good early in the game. He was fired up. Kind of plugging those holes. The Niners averaged over 180 yards per game. I think they were the fourth-ranked rushing offense. Yeah. 80-ish yards last night. I mean, the Broncos just held them in check. They did not let San Francisco do what they wanted to do. After the game, Kyle Shanahan said run game wasn't good enough. Everything they wanted to do was just out of sync. And, Phil, you mentioned you would bring this up a lot last year. I bring a lot of things up. You bring a lot of things up. A you lot would, of smart things. You like to bring up, does the defense react to what the offense is doing, or do they oh, dictate the terms? Yeah. You love That's that. That's one of my favorite you love things, that. yeah. I think the Broncos dictated last night yeah. on defense what they were going to allow San Francisco to do. They gave them a lot of short plays. And they held their own, and that's the reason they won the football game. And Nathaniel Hackett even credited the Broncos. They said, look, they stayed in their gaps to stop the run. And, you know, the 49ers, much like the Broncos, they like to get you going laterally, and then, boom, they hit a gap and they take off. The Broncos did a nice job uh, taking away the run. The linebackers really stepped up. Uh, Jonas Griffin, a big interception there uh, late in the game. Uh, K-Jack tipped that ball up, and then Jonas Said he was going to sleep with the football. He did. He did say that. Sometimes well, I after, think I would do that if I got a game ball. Sometimes if we do a really good neutral zone, I'll I take the, the microphone yeah, home. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, we both do that. Yeah. If it's a good one. I'll curl up under my desk at the office with my microphone. Of course, you sleep at your desk. And then I go back to work. This is the only time you leave the facility, correct? Correct. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Uh, we got a lot of questions here, guys. Oh, my goodness. Uh, ben Swanson uh, here with us today is letting them all in. The floodgates are open. People surprised to know that Ben Swanson's real. I know. Metambale. Oh. That's our friend. We missed him last week. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. Metambale. I think, I think you correct. always I do believe it that's correct. Wow, you guys started without me. What the? And then it just stops. <laughs> Mark Horning do, says, do buy think, those guys more drinks. Do you think people are still adjusting to the new time, Phil? The 530? To about 615? Well, yeah, about 615. About. I don't know. I mean, if you watch, you should know. That's true. You got you know? to be ready. Uh, this guy, his name is uh, DK Metcalf on here. I don't know if – DK, thank you very much for joining us. That's a big get. It's an honor. It's a big get. Um, but he does say let's ride. That's just what he said. So maybe he misses Russ. It's possible. I think the Seahawks – I don't know if this is correct, but they are 1-2 and two now in the season. That's right, Phil. And a little disappointing because before the season, Pete Carroll said – they wanted to be the 72 Dolphins. Unfortunate that through three games they have two more losses than the Dolphins had all they season. They are not currently on pace. To not be on pace. Not, yeah. Hard to really recover from. It's a long season, but I don't know if they're ever going to do it. <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe <laughs> yeah. next year. Yeah. Uh, Middle Tennessee Concrete. That might be a shout-out for our brand. I mean, I don't really know. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. How good was Josie Jewell last night? I kind of how good was he? I kind of appreciate that a, a concrete company is asking about Josie Jewell. Josie Jewell, yeah, of course. That's kind of appropriate. And then our friend Brandon Walker weighed in. Hey, as a fellow Hawkeye fan, really just good. assumed that Middle Tennessee Concrete was a, a Hawkeye fan. I thoroughly enjoyed Josie tackling last night and getting to George Kittle. 
yeah. some Iowa, uh, some Hawkeye on Hawkeye action. Yeah. Josie was really important, I, I think, from a Crucial. communication standpoint. Crucial. So I'll point you to one play. There was a, a situation that the 49ers were backed up, and Jimmy G started to turn around like he was handing to the running back and then quickly, like, twirled and handed it, I think, to Debo, who went right up the gut. And it was a beautiful play design. Looked like one of those plays that you just get loose. It was almost like a counter type play. It looked like one of those plays you get loose, go for 40, 50 yards. Yeah. Tackled immediately. Yeah. And really good eyes by the Broncos defense. And I think a lot of that was Josie being back in the communication that he brings to that defense. And just from an athleticism standpoint, I think we underrate what he brings. Had a sack, had a fumble recovery, a couple tackles for loss. He's a, he's a good he's football a player. He's a leader. He's a good football player. Yeah. Uh, ever, we went to his hometown. Yeah, I was going to say, you ever consider, home, you ever consider going to DenverBroncos.com. Yeah, DenverBroncos.com. We went to Decora. You do a smoothie? We got a smoothie. Of course, he owns a little smoothie shop up there. Yeah. You What's get it called? You get an acai bowl. I believe it's called Juice 40, 47. No, 43, I think. 43. It's college number, I believe. It's kind of confusing to me. Root, root, root 43. Oh, that was a great advertisement. <laughs> root 43. That trip stick with you? That was, I mean, it was delicious. We got an acai bowl there. What was in that smoothie? It's still having effects. <laughs> um, you, you might not believe this, but Metambali weighed back in and said, I, I'm pronouncing it exactly correctly. So That's impossible. That's what he says here. Uh, Teresa981 says, what additional changes do you want to see from Hackett with the play calling next week? Like, what, what do you think you'd like to see from Hackett in that offense? Well, I just think it's a it's a week by week sort of situation. I don't think it's a, a one size fits all. They knew against a really good San Francisco defense, they had to take what the defense gave them, dink and dunk a little bit, throw those checkdowns. I think the way the Raiders have played, Phil, you're gonna have a chance to challenge them a little bit more. I think you need to test Ooh. their run defense. The Forty Niners have a really good run defense. Raiders, I think you might have a chance to uh, to wear them down, and and that's something that. Even against a good 49ers defense, the Broncos did. Lloyd Cushenberry said today, you can tell when you run the ball, it might not work. Who said that? Sir Lloyd Cushenberry III. Thank you. Now I know who you're talking about. It might not work super well at the beginning of the game, but when you get to the fourth quarter, they're a little bit tired. That's when the Broncos started running the ball well. I don't know if, if the Broncos are at the goal line in the first quarter. I don't know if Melvin Gordon gets in there because I yeah. think maybe they penetrate. They're able to get a stop. But the Broncos had – they were playing fast. Nathaniel Hackett said they were trying to wear them out a little bit. They saw the edge guys, Nick Bosa. They were a little bit tired. That was a big drive when they started really pounding the ball on him. You sort of felt like momentum shifted. You know, certainly when the Broncos' offense was out there, you started to feel things starting to. You think they were sleepy or just tired? I think just tired. Got it. Those are young guys. Yeah. Like, you know, none of them. There's a difference between being tired and sleepy. Yeah. They were tired physically, I think, but sleep, Got it. sleepy, sleepy no. not not sleepy. Uh, nine, I don't really know how to say this person's handle. Nine, Pinert eighty-seven. Uh, maybe the nine is supposed to be some sort of a letter, but I got it. I don't know. Why do we run tight formations uh, with everybody bunched in there? A lot of tight ends uh, out on the field there. I think Russ thrives when everything is spread out. Why do you think they? That's a physical 49ers team. Yeah. You got to get the big boys out on the field. I, I like having those formations. Eric Tomlinson was out there. Yeah. Played a lot of snaps. Eric Salbert. Keep going. Albert O was out there. Yeah. You got anybody else? 
Andrew Beck was out there. Calvin Anderson was in there on a on that He's goal line play. End. He's not a tight but end. But they went they went jumbo. Was not that he does not play tight end. He could, but he could. I, I like the variation of formation. Yeah, I think with the outside zone, you got to have times where you, where you go big, you run outside, and uh, that, that sets you up for for success. You're you're giggling right, over there. I just met Mbale. He's one of my favorites. You know, he just says "oh" for cheese and rice. <laughs> so met Mbale. Um, you mentioned the Raiders. Oh, and three here. Donna Didier, friend of the show. Of course, Donna. Thanks for joining us right, here. She's right here and on YouTube. How does she do it? The comments coming from inside <laughs> the farmhouse. Uh, you mentioned the Raiders three straight losses, Eric. How does that affect the mentality heading into this game? I believe the Raiders are the only team in the NFL 0-3. That's Fact check. I believe that's correct. Fact check, Ben Swanson. Ben Swanson? Look at this guy. He's, over, he's on his fourth beer. Fact checking. Fact check. I anyway, believe. Yeah. Regardless, anyway. I think it's better the Broncos are getting the the Raiders this weekend as opposed to last weekend. When you're zero and two and you can't go zero and three, I think you're you're dangerous. You're backed up against a wall. Well, you think they're just now they're wounded. They're out. I think when it's been a long time since a team has made the playoffs since being zero and three, and so I just think there's probably it sounds like Devontae Adams is a little grumpy. There's just some sentiment in that Ooh. building. There was a closed-door meeting, apparently, Ooh. between Mark Davis and Josh McDaniels. I just wonder if they're starting to question what's going on. And I think at 0-3, you're, you've almost accepted your fate. Like, remember in 2019 when the Broncos were 0-3? And, and there was just this sense that man, we're going to have to be perfect the rest of the way. That's not to say it won't be a close game. I think the Raiders are still a, a football team that can team. challenge the Broncos. Team. Darren Waller, Devontae Adams. Derek Carr doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Um, but if the Broncos play their game and then convert on these offensive chances that they've had, I, I do think the Broncos will earn a road win. They'll be their first division or their first road win over the Raiders since 2015. Over the Raiders or in the division? Over the, over the Raiders. They'd be in the Chargers on the road. Many times. Many times. That, yeah, that, that game, nice. I think, I believe was a Chris Harris pick six. Oh, Yeah. Where he had his arms hole, extended. They had some sort of, they were like some sort of greeting. Some sort of hand signal. They, were, they said, you're number one. You're number one, I think they said to Chris Harris. Yeah. It's a long time. The, that is a long time. The Broncos have not beaten the Raiders on the road since I've started covering, since I've covered this team. And you like the stadium there in Las Vegas. That's fine. The Death Star. I miss, I miss the Coliseum. You do? Not the amenities, but the, the atmosphere. You knew you were in for a, a long... It's a battle. Yeah. They're throwing batteries at you. Yeah. Guy Fieri's there. <laughs> you got to contest with Fieri. What, what more can you ask yeah. for? There's dirt. They're playing on a baseball field. They're playing on a baseball field. I mean, field. there's just that something that you're like... It usually rains. It's, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just... It's so Raiders. It is very know? Raiders. Yeah, that is true. This The new stadium... I've only been too there nice. One, I've only been there once. It's but too nice. It's very nice. It feels a little sterile, I would say. Oh. Do you think that Broncos country will invade? They have a lot of candy in the press box, which is nice. Oh. But the press box is very far from the visitor's locker room. Things only you care about. That's, to me, that's what makes a good stadium. That is true. It's You're hard. just talking about your own personal perspective. That's all you really that's can That's all do. I can do. I don't want to speak for anybody else. You, of course, have never been there. so you. I've never been there. Be I've only seen the outside of it. You know, yeah. and It looks scary to me. It looks like your Roomba, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. It just not a sponsor. Yeah, not a sponsor. Yeah, 
It, it looks scary. I'm like, I don't want to go in there. <laughs> but guess what? The Broncos are going in there. They're going there. Yeah. They're ready to battle. You're a big Vegas guy, though, aren't you? No, I'm not. No. No, I'm not. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, ben says, uh, this is Ben Swanson. The last time an 0-3 team went to the playoffs, 2018, the Houston Texans. They finished the season 11-5. and That was basically decades ago. Yeah, 18. How far? I've, I, I can't do that. That was a long, long time ago. Uh, we should mention that we are at Breckenridge Brewery's farmhouse. Trying to make it a farm home. We're in uh, Littleton. That's right. In the Denver metro area off of Santa Fe and Brewery Lane. We're here every Monday from 530 to about 615. That's right. We're getting close to 615, but I don't know if we're it's quite a ready. It's a beautiful evening, Phil. It is a really a nice evening. Uh, um, just a couple more maybe for you, Eric. Alan Anderson says, how much does P.J. Locke and Caden Stearns' impact in this game? Wow. How much will that impact their rotational minutes in the future? Because so much talk about Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson. When Justin comes back, how are these guys going to get on the field? They've been playing well. That's kind of a DVOA type question. That's deep. Deep. That's a deep Alan cut. Alan Anderson, NZ Nation, they, you know, they go that. deep. I love that. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to find a way to get those guys on the field, and I think it speaks to the depth. Hopefully Justin Simmons comes back. With the Chargers, I believe, he's eligible to return. He'll obviously resume that starting spot. But Caden Stearns has been pretty good. P.J. Locke had that game-deciding forced fumble. Those are guys that in the nickel, in the dime, you can count on. Um, they'll get playing time. But, hey, that's just part of it. You've got to realize you're, you're young players still. The Broncos have one of the best safety duos in the league. You're not going to push Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson off the field. No. But maybe in dime situation. But good, it's there. good depth, and listen, you might need it again at some point this year. And the Broncos secondary, I mean, Pat Sertan gets a lot of attention. Yeah. Just because he's just locking dudes down. But Kwan Williams and Ronald Darby have been really good this year, too. That's true, really good. A bunch really of defensive good. backs. Benton Bali, how about we take the show to 6.30? I don't know. We'll see. He's <laughs> trying to push it's it. About 6.15 is what I would say. Uh, Eric does have a hard out. His agent's. Yeah, I can only do so much. His team, you know, they negotiated the heart out, so he can't really. Uh, Middle Tennessee Concrete wants to know what kind of hair product should we be using. We can't really. Are we allowed to talk about that uh, or that's, not really? Yeah, that's um, propri proprietary information. Yeah. Uh, he says, I say we run the ball and use proper hair products against the Raiders. <laughs> it's always, that's a good game That's plan. a good formula week, for success. Every week. That's what we try to do. That's though. what we try to do, you know. Um any season where the Raiders have more losses than the Broncos is a good season. That's true. Is that rivalry? Is it? Maybe we thought maybe oh. with Josh McDaniels getting back in, it would spice things up a little bit. But I don't I'll, know. I'll, I'll say two things. One, I wish this first game against Josh McDaniels. I wish it were in Denver. Oh, the fans. Yeah, the fans. They've been booing in the first half. Well, he has returned with the Patriots. Right, but this is a little bit different. A little bit different. Head coach. It's a Josh McDaniels and the Las yeah. Vegas Raiders. Yeah, a please, a friendly Ooh. welcome. Yeah. yeah, they've requested silence. Yeah, they have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You boo at that You boo. Time. You That's boo. when you do it. You boo. What do you think the handshake's going to be like? I mean, the it's not like he's got fine. beef he with Nathaniel no, Hackett. They're fine. They're fine. Yeah. I would say, though, that this because the Raiders are 0-3, this isn't quite as spicy of a matchup as it could be. If the Raiders were 2-1 and, and this this was a big division battle, 
um, it have a little bit more oomph to it. It still matters. The Broncos yeah. need to win this game, I think. It's important to win one on the road and show that you can do that because, of course, for the Broncos have struggled on the road over the last few years. I think they need to prove to themselves that they can go out there and, and beat a good team or beat a division rival on the road. But it doesn't have quite the the star power that it would if, if the Raiders were rolling. Uh, the AFC West, I mean, is this the division we thought it was going to be? I mean, the Chargers are a little bit banged up. We thought they were going to be really, really They're good. really banged up. Yeah, of course, uh, Rashawn Slater, I'm sorry. That's Former sad. Cat. Of course. He's also a Cats guy. He's a Cats guy. He's yeah. also a Hurt guy. He's also a Hurt. Yeah. Torn bicep. That's happened to you a couple times in the weight room. <laughs> That's true. How long were you out? Well, they, it takes a long time for me to recover. They're like, we've never seen biceps this big. That's so what, what the doctor what, yeah, said? Yeah, what are we supposed to do with this? Got it. Could they have borrowed from the other bicep to attached to this bicep? No, it doesn't work like that. Do you still work out the other arm? Oh, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in a sling, so. you got to stay ready. <laughs> yeah. But what if this side gets too huge, the other side not? You try to tear that one next, you rotate. <laughs> you rotate. Seasonal. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Rashawn Slater, Justin Herbert. Of course, his ribs are currently um, damaged. Joey Bosa seems yeah. like he's going to be out for an extended period of time. And then, Phil, the Chiefs, they're still good. They're still they're good. They're really good. I would, still say, just... I would still say they're the division favorite at this point. Yeah. But they're still working things out without Tyreek. It's not quite the same. No. And uh, we saw Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. They had a nice discussion on the sideline. Yeah. Some called it an altercation. I don't think it was an altercation, but a dust-up. Maybe it, maybe there's just trouble in paradise. Ooh. I don't know. When you picture no, paradise, maybe. do you picture Kansas City? It's barbecue paradise. That's some would say. Yeah. What about North Carolina? That was sort of a hot topic. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't hot mean topic. to offend. I didn't mean to offend. Okay. I uh, just wanted to shout out a couple of people that we didn't really get to. Um, first of all, Metambali says, "Is it pronounced McDaniel's?" I think so. Um, but uh, I just want to we didn't get to these guys Garrett Hodge had a nice comment Uh, Kyle DB Mark Horning I think we got one in Kyle in Ohio Cole Trenton I mean Vin Chin these guys uh, have all uh, they've all participated we just didn't have time Swanson's just letting Swanson great job getting everybody involved Swanson has done a nice job moderating today's discussion, I think. I think so, too. It's been fun. Seems like people are really interested in the Raiders. We'll uh, discuss that uh, a lot more in-depth coming up on Thursday's show. From the podcast studio. We're in, we're in studio. Which one of those, which of our studios is that one? The dark one? I think that's the one with the good audio. The good, <laughs> yeah. got it. It's a dark one, but it's got good audio. That's true. Kind so of a trade-off. You got to weigh the ups, yeah. You got to give a little, you take a little, it's... You got to weigh the balances, but uh, we'll uh, definitely dive into uh, the Raiders game a lot more coming up on Thursday's show. But thank you everybody for participating. We're at Breckenridge Brewery's farmhouse, making it a farm home, Phil. We're looking to make it a farm home. It's in Littleton, off of Santa Fe and Brewery Lane. We're here every Monday from five thirty to about six fifteen. That's right. Did we push it? Yeah, a little bit. We yeah. pushed it a little bit. Frenzy Nation will do anything. That's right. Well, come out. It's a fun atmosphere. We got a speaker now, so you can hear us. You have to listen to us now. The budget really just... <laughs> That's we true. Got a, we got a speaker, so you can hear us. It's kind of like trivia night, but, but except the, it's Broncos. But, but the answers are wrong. <laughs> Not when Ben Swanson's here. That's true. Yeah, so it's fun. You come out. 
you enjoy some food. It's a happy hour atmosphere, and we have a lot of fun. It's great. At least I do. So uh, that is going to do it for us, for Ben Swanson and Amanda Gerlach. Gerlach. Nailed it. I got that one. Uh, and Eric Dalala, I am Phil Milani. You've been listening to The, the Neutral, Neutral Zone. Zone.